On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, we're wrapping up season three. We learn, don't you dare scream for ice cream. And that Lilith can kill with diabetes. Don't forget, family don't end with blood. All right, let's do this. podcast we're going to talk season three episode 16 the end of season three no rest for the wicked i'm diana hey i'm liz <laughs> so we're here we're, we're, we're at here. the end of we've, we've made it through three seasons I and know. it feels like we just started this podcast and it feels like we've been doing this podcast for 20 years all of it yeah um so uh but yeah we uh we did some fun fun supernaturally activities this week too so i have a, i'm gonna make a little confession and just a thing that i'm just gonna say because while i have not seen the episodes and i don't know a lot of the spoilers i'm also uh like on our instagram page and i've been to two not conventions now and i'm not a dummy and <laughs> i have pieced together some exciting pieces that i've looked ahead a little bit at just when things happen not when things happen when people show up so i know that season four i'm going to get to meet a couple of characters that people really like and i'm very stoked about that yeah no i honestly and we'll, and we'll as we start kind of ranking and going back through the seasons i season four is definitely up there as potentially one of my favorites mm -hmm. i like i feel like five six and seven are like the sweet spot but okay. you know like we'll see there's like a whole bunch of and there's always good stuff in all, all the seasons but yeah i mean there's so many characters so many actors that are at the supernatural cause of diana is like who's that and i'm like you'll see them in three seasons you'll see them <laughs> in one and we're trying to figure out well, like when she'll get to meet them and luckily the show has just such a good cast not to just like not to just blow smoke up supernatural casting breakfast ass or anything but they have a good cast so honestly I've, it's been nice because i've still been able to enjoy even if I haven't seen them in Supernatural, I've seen them interact with other actors in Supernatural that I have, you know, I've seen that interaction. And then also a lot of them I've seen in other shows or yeah. movies. So yeah. pretty cool. And, I mean, especially those who tend to hang around the genre we like with witches and demons and ghosties. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's so the Supernatural things we did this weekend. What did we do this weekend? Well, we have, a, we have an array. I'll just go, I'll just tick down the whole list of things we did this weekend and get, and we'll culminate with what our audience probably cares the most about. But Thursday, uh, Liz made it in town in time so we could go see punk rock show at three links in deep Ellum. And it was good because it was, uh, a band called Dog Company, who has had previous in the main, couple of main, main guys in the band have been uh, bands in the past called uh, Riot Squad and the Staggers, and they did those songs too. And it was super fun to celebrate a local tattoo shop's uh, 25th anniversary. It's called Suffer City. I'll say it. There we go. And then yeah. <laughs> on Friday, we've, we all, all, we've all got like, is it, if you lived in ever lived in Dallas, you've gotten a tattoo by somebody at Suffer that City. worked at Suffer City. Yeah. If you're cool, if you're not cool, <laughs> fuck off. Like we don't care. But like the cool people all went there at least one time. 
Yeah. And then um, Friday, we did not get out of comfy pants uh, and then and had to do a bunch of work. But we did um, spend our night on Friday night with a Little Caesars Batman Calzone. That was pretty cool. Such yeah. a very tasty. I think also oh, just God. I was really hungry by then. Yeah, I mean, it was all the, the, the bat tail, the the, the what the, whatever the bat water was, the, I got shit the, out into the, the, the bat tail. The Caesar really stuff, or whatever the Alfredo, it's like an Alfredo thing or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Tasty. They shoved some cheese and sauce into the badass, yeah. and like it, the badass <laughs> was great. Yay, badass! Um, and then, and this is uh, how and, the new COVID starts. <laughs> Just eating badass. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, and we played, drank a bunch of wine, and played Trivial Pursuit and Scrabble because that's what we do. And then, uh, well, I mean, to be fair, nice, none of fun. us had played. I mean, I'd recently played Scrabble, but that was the first time I played Trivial Pursuit. It's been forever. God, it was super fun. How long? Oh yeah, and who won? Who won? Uh, yeah, Liz won both games. Bitch. <laughs> Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So humble. I think that just means I handle my liquor better. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll see. And then Saturday we uh went to explore Italy in at North Park in Dallas, where we bought a gazillion Italian groceries and drank wine and had charcuterie. And then yeah. Uh, and then Liz and I went and down checked out Dallas Pinup, a little cool shop in deep Ellum and went and had fancy drinks at a little yellow rosa uh cantina like trying to be a speakeasy yeah but they have like they're trying to be a speakeasy if speakeasies were only made for instagrams and so i mean it's lovely to look at but it's also really kind of fake yeah so it's it was fun. Um, I, they have cute. a tacos before Vato sign, which, yeah, I it's mean, great. that was great. And the, and the ceiling opens, which is really cool. Yeah, um, the weather but, was lovely that day, so it worked. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I, not a lot. I didn't think there was a lot of soul to it. It was, um, it was fine. It was fine. And then we <laughs> decided, oh, we're going to go check out the revival of the rodeo bar. Rodeo bar in the, in the Adolphus, but parking in downtown is a motherfucker. So we abandoned that yeah. mission for another day. Yep. And then we went to an Aztec temple and drank Sotol and found out there's some Sotol that we do not like. And some that we do. But yeah, we... Yeah. Uh, we went and picked up Babe to go with us to um, this uh, newer spot in Oak Cliff, which is uh, a neighborhood of Dallas. Oak Cliff. And uh, <clears throat> it's a Zaman Cafe, X A M A N. And they have like, this cute little like, bright coffee shop and like cafe in the front. And then you, if you ask the right questions, they'll, or if they offer, you can go to the back room, which is the. Or Ayahuasca. you make reservations. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> it's not that secret. Yeah. Ayahuasca Cantina in the back, which is like, it's super dark, moody, very small, like craft cocktails. I was a fan. I was into it. I can't wait to go back. Yeah. Like they have you, like you walk down this dark hallway and it's got like this thatch ceiling in it with like flowers mm-hmm. in it. It was very cool. Um, like just blasting like all the incense that they could burn. Oh my and- God. It was this dark room with incense, like, like crazy incense. Like it was wild. And everything, yeah, everything is uh pre-colonial spanish and inspi- mexican inspired yeah. uh so all like you know just and they had an altar in there so i really did feel like i we were down in some of the places in mexico that we've been that we loved that we will probably go back to again soon and, yeah. then, and then we did a so tall flight yep 
And then we were tired and came back and drank a bunch of wine. And they, oh, they, they, uh, Babe and Liz made me watch two movies this weekend, being uh, Romancing the Stone and Cannonball Run. So those were game changers. No, you watched Smoking and the Bandit because oh, we I'm could sorry. not because Cannonball Run, that's shockingly right. enough, not is there. not available for streaming. Yeah, you can get I, Cannonball Run two, but you, can't but you cannot one. get Cannonball Run one. Right, so on so any of Smoking the, the Bandit, we got Smoking the Bandit and Romancing the Stone. Um, but uh, we. Liz and I, it's most important for you guys probably activity that we did was we went to the Dallas Supernatural Convention, which was not in Dallas, but that's what they were calling it. So we went they to Plano. It was Plano for, yeah. And um, uh, what do you want to say about the con? We went to the con. Yay. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it was it was great. Uh, you know, we didn't do the full weekend pass. Uh, we just did Sunday uh, just because of timing and <laughs> creation is really expensive sometimes. I'm, yeah. And I appreciate all you SPN well, family who can get, you know, <laughs> or maybe like, you know, you're doing this the whole weekend, but I just can't afford to, or I mean, I don't, I'm saying, kind of, I, I don't feel comfortable dropping that much money all the time. Well, so. And we prioritized like we did a different date and we saw different people speak in New Orleans just two months ago. Right. So, so that makes a difference too. Yeah. So uh, this time, uh, Richard's fate was a no show again. I know we Ooh. talked about that. Rich, get your shit together. Stop, stop filming stuff so much. Um, and then uh, we did sit in on Rob Benedict's panel. And if you uh, listen to the Monday morning mop up, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, babe. I didn't mean to kicking my mic. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can just hear him yelling at me later. Um, but on the Kings of Con podcast, Rob talked a lot about uh, he he brought up some things that were said in our room, even though they're supposed to be an NDA and we're not supposed to talk about it. Um, but really, because a lot of it was talking about his. So Rob Benedict hurt his back like a week ago. Yes. And then he hurt it further over the weekend. Jumping and, off of jumping off of stuff and performing. Yeah. Yeah. Playing drums and things with his band. And apparently what he didn't say during the panel was that uh, everybody and their mother were giving him drugs and he just had like a pocket full of drugs that he was afraid to take. Uh, so I thought that was really funny. And so then I was like, oh yeah, but yeah, he was in super not in the greatest of shape, but um, we got to do a meet and greet with him with about 20 yeah. other ladies and that was lovely. And then and he, got, and, he, and he got to meet Peggy the Possum. So if you saw our pictures this weekend, that was Peggy the Possum that joined us at the convention in our yes. sweet, sweet track suits. Uh, and maybe Peggy will be meeting some more supernatural stars mm-hmm. in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Ooh, keep an eye out for Peggy. She's a sneaky possum. Hiss. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. Uh, yeah. And then we got to go to the panel that I think, or the, the, whatever you want to call it. It wasn't really a panel. It was, it a, was panel. a Q and a, it was a Q and a, but with what the, the event that everybody was waiting for, the Texas boys were back in Texas and we got to see um, Sam and Dean take questions. <laughs> we got to see Jared and Jensen and, and their uh, also their families were there and it was yeah. really sweet. Was and I think the, although I, 
I, the best part is, you know, when uh, when Jensen and Jared are at the at these particular cons, they they get to the last question. They have a song, and like Rob sings, he's like last question, and then like uh, Jensen sings along, and while he's singing along, Jared is bringing that fan who is going to ask the question mm-hmm. up on up stage. to the stage, Ooh, and then sat her poor between. Girl. I thought she was going to yeah. throw up. She was going to yeah. throw, throw up or pass out. I was like, I thought she was going to die. Like I literally thought it was like, oh my god, this poor girl needs like, is there? An, I'm sure there's. A nurse here somewhere uh, but yeah so she's like in between jared and jensen and i, I don't think she remembered her name or anything no. and it's an awkward seating because they're like they've got this they've got her like on a chair and they've got like they're like one on each side of her like up on her shit and and um uh, uh jared keeps like touching her arm and i'm like mm, he's doing that a lot she's probably like freaking out she's yeah. never gonna watch that yep. shirt again no, or her face. She's just that poor girl smells real bad right now. And you know, she, everyone's like, man, you know, like things are sticking to you. Like you should probably get in the shower. And she's like, I can clone this DNA and make my own. Oh, she could like cross, like take the DNA from Jensen and Jared and split them and then make a. She's going to gene splice them. Well, what, what what the, I tried, I like, because they both starts with like J's like I can't I don't think we can do it we can't do it with their first names because it's just the same um, so Padalecki uh, Packles Padacles <laughs> she's going to make a Padacles <laughs> or Adalecki an Adalecki there you go <laughs> uh, anyway so yeah. it was a good but time yeah, that was super fun um, it was cool nice people yeah, they did a sweet coordinated like rock and roll jump kick with um uh, with Rob Benedict, and then Diana's um, just really happy about that kick because she actually got a great it. picture she, of it. Man. She got a, she got the live very shot of it, of and she is very proud. So that's why she's bringing it up. She's like, "Have you yeah. seen it? That's really look, good." Look at my Instagram and like it. Why that's are you not saying. liking my Instagram? Yeah. Like, click, smash the like button, smash the like button, and yeah, that that's that's the big updates here. Yeah. So we have come to the end of season three. We have. What the fuck are my notes? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, no, I, I've been having issues with my printer. So I've been switching to try and do it like on one of my <laughs> the, the multiple monitors in my room. <laughs> so, but I'm also just so used to having the paper. And I was like looking around, I'm like, where's my notes? I'm like, oh yeah, they're right in front of your face, dummy. Um, all right. So no rest for the wicked season mm-hmm. three, episode 16. Uh, this first aired May 15th, 2008. And because it was the season finale, it was directed by Kim Manners and it was written by Eric Kripke. Um, I think also one of the the interesting things to think about, you know, because like you, as we've been talking about through the season, there was the big writer strike, right? So yeah. there's this big gap where, uh, you know, they're saying like, yeah, we're sitting there, you're walking the writers, you're walking the picket line, and and really trying to think about how they were going to end the season. And so we think about how we, so how did we start the season out, right? So we started with, hey, open the gates to hell. Oops. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you just do that, you know, I mean, I think we found out there's hell gates in many parts of the country. So sometimes you just accidentally open up a gate to hell because somebody tricks you into doing something. It happens. Um, And so, but we also, at that point, we got Dean who has 
sold his soul to save Sam's life. So we come into the season with this this tick, 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 tick of what are we going to do with all these demons that are out here? And then also, how do we get at Dean out of going to hell? Mm -hmm. So, you know, the big question is just because and that's the way they set it up. The whole season is Sam is trying really hard to figure it out. Like, did you, I mean, for somebody who had not seen this, did you think that they were going to figure a way to get him out of going to hell? I kind of did, or that he would go and come right back or something like that. Like, not that I know why, how or why that would happen, but like, boom, boom. Like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't, um, I didn't really uh, think we would just, I, I didn't really think it was just going to be like, yep, he did in hell now. Okay. Bye. Season's over. <laughs> like yeah. that didn't that didn't really cross my mind um as as a potential path for this episode or season yeah personally well, i just i mean but you also they, they're they really good at surprising you with shit like that too on this I'm, i've already learned that in just the first two seasons and three seasons um so you know it, it was it was hard to guess how that where they were going to take it um from there i mean i've got a you know spoiler alert I happen to know that there's a season after this and a whole bunch after that, that <laughs> Dean is in. So I'm, I'm yeah. not, I'm not saying like, I'm just, I'm not saying that makes it any but less still, I mean, upsetting yeah. or traumatic or any of those things, except I'd be, you know, I'd be like throwing shit. If I knew that if the season, like if a series ended with something like that, that would be like, Oh, I'm going to throw shit. This is fucking dumb. Like three seasons in like, Oh, sorry guys. That's it. That's all well, we got. So, Bye. Like, yeah. That would have been. Then you would have to have a supernatural wow. movie to figure out the next parts. But yeah, yeah. I mean, they there was a, that question though because uh, you know, because Sam was setting up that setting up this idea that we were going to get out of it, um, and so you know there was like, were the fans going to be go or the people watching it going to be on that same journey too and be just as surprised? And it's yeah. been so long that I can't remember if I was. Shocked the first time. Okay, we'll get to the ending in a bit. All right, so let's start at the beginning. Let's start at the beginning. And Um, uh, uh, this is the first episode where we finally get, finally. No, they had it at the beginning, uh, at the end of season two. You just don't watch that. You skip the the recap. Oh, Mm -hmm. I miss it. I don't always skip the recaps. I don't know. But anyways, yeah, season at the end of season two, we got that. Okay. Well, we get this one, this, the end of season three, we get carry on my wayward son as the, for the recap. And then we um, see Dean running in the, and to be clear, the recap is not just the episode, the recap, the the entire season series and showing. No, I think it was just the season. Yeah. It was the season. Yeah. Cause I was like, Oh, Harmony is here. You know? Yeah. So um, we've got Dean running through the woods, being chased by, obviously, we know a hellhound at this point because it's a a, a large dog-like creature chasing him in the fucking woods and we know he's about to die and go to hell. So (laughs) there we go. Uh, And then he wakes up and he's falling asleep on a book reading about hellhounds. So Sam comes in and is like, hey, Robbie found a way to find Lilith and you've got 30 hours to go. So we know the countdown is on. Countdown is on. And Dean's just like, fuck it, man. Let's, Let's just go to TJ. Let's go get some senorita, some cerveza. And how do you say donkey show in Espanol? <laughs> and it is. Do you remember? Do you remember? I told you last week. <clears throat> you did tell me. And no, I was drunk. <laughs> show. <laughs> it's, it really is show Ooh. de boros. At least that's a Korean translator. So show mm. de boros. 
Yeah. And uh, Sam's like, no, I'm not going to let you go to hell. I swear it'll be okay. And Dean looks at Sam and one of the very upsetting things that I don't like happens right then. And Sam's face goes all like the crazy shudder, like LeBron demon, like see-through face. And I don't like it. Nobody likes it. It's gross. It is. It is very upsetting. upsetting. It is a very upsetting visual. Yeah. And then what's weird is that Dean's not concerned, by the way. He doesn't seem very concerned by this at all. So anyway, so uh, Bobby's got this crazy compass thing dangling over a map to find Lilith. I think I, I thought it was an astrolabe. I, I was looking up and there's like some pictures of astrolabes that, that are, it could be. I don't know. I got nothing for you on that one. Sure. I don't know what the fuck it is. And uh, starts this ritual and says they need to go to uh, identifies down to the street where Lilith is right now, which they say is in New Harmony, Indiana. Um, but Dean's like, you know what? I don't fucking trust Bella's Intel. We don't even know if Lilith has my, you know, my contract and, uh, we don't have a way to gank Lilith. He says that, ew, you're welcome. Um, and he wants to go in smart or not at all. And it's kind of like, oh, who is this guy? This isn't Dean. That's not what Dean says. Yeah, well, I mean, I think David, this is like also a Dean kind of growing up episode too, right? It is. I think everything he does is very responsible. So Sam wants to summon Ruby, aka, according to Dean, the Miss Universe of Lying Skanks. Um, And Dean also gives us the title of my next metal album, which is Lilith Owns My Soul. (laughs) Oh, so. yeah, and he's like, Dean's like, yeah, Ruby's just a fucking liar. And Bobby's like, but I agree with Sam. We just need to go in. Let's get Ruby, get her knife, and just fucking do this. And Dean's like, no, we're not going to make the same mistakes. We got to find something else. So Bobby leaves to go find something fucking else, apparently. Because, and he doesn't look very happy about it. He seems very irritated about this, like, breakdown with the boys. Uh, and then we all know, as we know is going to happen, Sam is going to fucking go summon Ruby anyways. Duh. And yeah, so, so he yeah. so Sam decides he's gonna play some demon hot scotch uh to summon her. And you know, I'm just like, okay, you're so lucky that you always have chalk that works. Because if I had to like use chalk for something, all I would have is that it'd always be broken. It'd be like the little tiny nub thing, and I'd be like, fuck. And then like just trying to like scrub and like would never like get her to be there because like you just couldn't finish it because you ran yeah. out of chalk. So yeah. yeah. So um she shows up and she makes a smart ass comment about, you know, phones work too, which is funny because like, that would be easier probably than demon hopscotch on the ground um, or, or, or using the blood, the blood telephone. Yeah. The blood telephone. That's the blood telephone. Just more fun. It's yeah. But it's just labor intensive sometimes. And she just want to yeah. make a quick, like, you know, sometimes yeah. like a text, when a text will do, you don't need a right. blood telephone. Right. It's the same, it's the same thing. Like <gasps> don't call me when a text will do. Maybe you don't <sighs> need to use the blood, the blood phone. <laughs> Um, and he's like, how did you know that he's, he's kind of grilling her on like what she knew and why she didn't tell him things. And I started at this point, changing my notes. Lilith is now Lil, which is funny to me because a, she's not a rapper or is she a, a cute? Well, I say, or is she like, I say, or, or is she a cute little kid? And I'm like, well, maybe actually Lil might work. Never mind, Retract that Lil works. We're calling her Lil now. <laughs> um, so, um, and she's like, no, you weren't fucking ready. She would have pulled the meat from your pretty, pretty faces. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the whole time they're talking, they're doing this weird circle dance around yeah, each other. It's kind of odd. I don't understand it's like, that purpose. Yeah, it was. I think I'm sure it was just like some like staging thing that they tried to do, but it was really weird. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe it was to build tension since there is tension here. Yeah. But no. anyway, so... Um, 
Ruby's like, oh, Lilith's on shore leave, which is weird. And, um, but that means that, and then the hex bags that y'all have means that she won't know that you're coming. So y'all should just go fucking do it. But he's like, cool, give me your knife. And she's like, nope, that's not going to work. But you have the power, Sam. You have the power to save Dean. The power of Grayskull. <laughs> power of Christ compels you. I don't know. There, there's some power in there. You so. had the power in you all along. All along. It's a magic feather. So his power, she says, you know, they're not gone. They're just dormant. And you're not just going to have visions. Like, you can do shit. Yeah. And that Lilith, Lil is scared of you. Ooh, ooh, she's so afraid. I do like when Ruby's kind of like, uh, yeah, what'd you expect? Yeah, I'm manipulative. I needed you to be desperate. I'm a demon, like, duh. But I never lied to you. And that's her big thing that, that she keeps insisting. She's never lied to Sam. She has been manipulative. She knows that and she owns it. But she's never been a liar to him. Yeah, it's very scorpion and the frog thing, right? Like I never, t- I never told you I wasn't a scorpion, right? That's just in my nature. I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna manipulate you. But I don't know, like really thinking back, if she ever did lie to him. I mean, she might not have. But I mean, also I the mission so. of the truth just, is. It's, it's the lying. Truth is, it can like, be a lie in its own way, depending on the impact of it. I think. Yeah, like from the beginning, she didn't say. Oh yeah, Lilith has your brother's soul and you've got psychic powers. She was, you know, so anyway, so Dean's gonna show up and he's going to refer to her as <laughs> our our slutty little Yoda. Aww. Aww. <laughs> um and he's like, I knew I knew she was I knew Sam was gonna call you. I just want your fucking knife. Duh. And she's like, oh, Sam has a bum inside of him, basically. And Dean's like, oh, what? You, you want Sam to be your demonic antichrist superstar? Marilyn Manson reference. And so she calls Dean a dumb, spineless dick. And he punches her in the face. And then they have a pretty big brawl. Like, it's yeah. a hardcore knockdown. Sam gets involved because he try, tries to intervene and gets hit too. And but Dean comes away from the fight with a knife and managed to trap Ruby in a fucking devil's trap, which you knew there was going to be one down there. If there is a fucking old ass house that the brothers are in at all, there's a devil's trap somewhere they've drawn in there. Well, and that was what I was wondering if that circle dance earlier was because she knew where it was and then was she just it. forgot about it when they were fighting. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then she has a like, fit. <laughs> she's pissed. She wants out and they're like, bye. And uh, she calls Dean too stupid to live and wishes that she could be there to um, to hear you scream. And Dean wishes that she would shut her pie hole and we don't always get what we want. There is quite a number of good pie holes at the convention, by the way. Kudos to you people who had good pie holes. Yeah, a lot of pie references. Um. All right, so now we got our brothers having a moment discussing what they're going to do next. They're about to fucking, they're alone, their shotgun shells, and Sam's just kind of sad. He wants to know if he, if Ruby's right and he can take out Lil. And Dean's like, what, with your carry stare? And Lil goes poof. But, um, but Dean starts, to, this is kind of an interesting, this is where I think you like where they start to really reveal a little bit of Dean's growing up. Uh, in this conversation, he's like, look, we've got this pattern. We've got a break, you know, between dad and me. We're selling our souls to save each other. And it it doesn't fix anything kind of a deal at the end of the day. It just makes things, prolongs things and makes it worse. And so they kind of have this poignant moment about how they're both willing to do anything for each other. But that also makes them each other's weak spots. 
and that the evil the demons are using that against them and they need to stop being martyrs and just go after Lilith. Oh, Lil, I was about to say, go after Lil the way dad taught them to. And then Sam's mad because I have the tiger isn't jamming during that speech. Yeah, it was very much a montage speech or a, mm-hmm. a, a get, get things not a montage, but I guess a before the final touchdown or whatever uh, sports ball does. <laughs> so, um, so now we're going to figure out when, like, we need to figure out where they're going to go, you know, stop spreading it for the demons and go down swimming, swinging. And they're like, so we got to figure out what a demon does for fun. And that's where we're going to cut to New Harmony, Indiana, and my absolute version of hell. Mm, uh, super duper 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 suburbs. Very cookie cutter. Like there's a fucking ice cream truck. I mean, that's part. It's not upsetting. I like ice cream trucks. Well, I mean, the ice cream truck is fine, but you could have an ice cream truck in the you know a normal neighborhood. Um, but, although we don't so, get them in mine. Um, really? Get um, one. But it's like Christmas music year round. That's real annoying. Anyways, um, and it's like some older gentleman, and um, they're down by the mailbox, and they're shaking hands and asking about each other's granddaughters. And as they're walking away, one open, has a piece of paper in his hand, and it says "Help us," which is terrifying. So we go inside, and uh, rot- grandma's dead in the foyer, rotting. Well, I assume it's grandma. I don't know. Later they make a reference I think it's to a babysitter. babysitter. I think it's the babysitter. Okay. Well, maybe grandma was already dead. Who knows? Or grandpa knows? got divorced from her a long time ago because she was a skank. We don't. We don't know. We don't know. Grandma. Yeah. There's there's um, a dead older woman in the in the foyer covered in bugs. That's what we know. And mom and dad and this grandfather who was just outside are fucking terrified. A little girl comes downstairs covered in fucking blood and says, Freckles was mean to me. So this little bitch killed her cat because her cat was mean. To it her. was a dog, by the it way, was a dog. according, oh, according to Kripke, uh, that it was her dog. Uh, so because I was which I don't know why is less upsetting to me. than. Oh, but dogs are less not, likely to be mean very to you. upsetting. No, I, don't, I, I would. I don't. I love my love puppers, but I, don't, I love kitties, but I don't know. Like. I, anyway, so she's covered with blood, and then her stupid father is just like, "Honey," he like kind of wins her to her side, lying to her, and then he's like, "Could you let us go?" And I'm like, "Why would you ask that? Yeah, like, that's yeah. you have just leave, motherfucker. Like, don't ask, don't go." She's like, "Don't you want to be here? Don't you love me?" So Ugh. creepy. This little girl is. They terrifying. also were having like special creepy, like they made her like creepy little girl music is what they were calling the soundtrack to this. And I'm like, you're right. That's fine. You're not wrong. So we're going to cut- silly goose a lot too. I really silly goose. Silly goose. Yeah. So uh, we're going to cut to Sam and Dean in a baby that won't start. She won't start. And Bobby comes up to the window, and I'm just going to say, what he's holding in his hands looks like the cover to your fire detector in your house. But it's technically, it's the distributor cover. It's the cover to the distributor. It's the cover to it. And because I was, I did a lot of Googling today because we got to like a huge thing. And I was like, okay. And there are some things. I don't think it's a distributor cap for baby at all, but it it could be. It it could be if you completely deconstructed the distributor, the plastic piece on top would look a lot like that. If you took the entire fucking thing apart, which is wildly unnecessary and time consuming. And you wouldn't do that. When we were watching this uh, drunk at the house, this led to, I think, like a 15 minute debate about the quicker ways they could have gone through to d- that Bobby could have disabled yeah. the car. Yeah. And he, just, he, he made he made a four hour project to disable the car and then re- make it work again. 
Well, maybe he was just trying to be extra sneaky. Like maybe Bobby just like, you know, did a bunch of math and it was like, I was like, I want to take a break. It was like, I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck is the fire detector, the smoke detector cover doing in his hand and the car won't start. I'm like, what does that have to do with each other? Like, that's what it looks like to me. But yeah, I I was was the only thing I think of like, maybe he was trying to make it so they couldn't easily figure out why the car wouldn't start, but then he walked right up and you could have just disconnected the battery. Like that would have been the quickest part, the quickest way. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of things that could have been done. It was an odd, odd choice. I don't feel like they had a lot of, um, resident car experts on this show they i think they it sounds like they did like based on the conversations that they were having at the con and i think you're i don't think they had a lot of are you trying to start something with the show or with jensen ackles or jared no i'm saying in the first three seasons because they said that they didn't really put a lot of like distinct effort into the car until later seasons too. Well, they weren't, didn't have the money to put into the car until later, but I doesn't mean that like they had to have people who knew about cars. So there were like multiple things of baby there. I don't, I I disagree with this completely. All right. So Bobby, and I'm also trying to protect us from getting slaughtered by people who worked on the show. So, all right. So uh, Bobby has some great lines, including the epic family don't end with blood, which Mm -hmm. is also a fantastic essay book um, that came out in 2017, which was edited by SVN family member, Dr. Lynn Zubernis, who like we saw this advertised, I think it for sale at the con as well. Um, But I also want to put this because I was listening to it in the way home and it's really really good um it's actors and fans celebrating the legacy of supernatural and so it has stories from everybody from jared jensen Nisha, jim beaver his story is amazing uh Ooh. ruth rob and it just goes on and on and on and fans and they're about not only about how the show but how the you know the supernatural cons and jesse espian family changed their life so if you're a fan of the show highly recommend checking that out uh diana check your mailbox tomorrow all right what? so what Oh, um, and uh, I did like Bobby's other line here. Is like, do I look like a ditchable prom date? That's what he said at the door All right, when he got to the car. But uh, and then he asks Dean about the hallucinations, and apparently the him Dean seeing Sam's crazy face doesn't mean that Sam's a demon. Means that Dean's hallucinating because he's uh, being chased by hellhounds. And I think. Uh, let's touch back with this later because when we get to the the, the cop, uh, we'll go to. I want to talk because like but. what is this? The, they've only shown us one hallucination at this point. Is what my at which, I, point, which is right. we're going to get to. I think what you're hinting and, at. So yeah, and, but in other in the previous episodes with hellhounds, those people also saw hallucinations, right? And so. Okay. I th- and they weren't seeing demons, but it is. I, I do have a question about that when we get to that. But anyways, all right. So they're going to take off in the car. And Bobby is following. Right. Yeah. And Sam uh, wants to give a misty goodbye speech. And Dean's like, oh, hell no. I don't want my last day to be socially awkward. And so they rock out to Bon Jovi's Dead or Alive. Because Bon Jovi does rock on occasions. On occasion. And like at first they're really into it. And then as it settles, like you get like Jensen does this great job in this the scene, like switching yeah. from the I don't care, I'm just gonna rock out, I'm riding on my steel horse. And then you just see kind of like the fear, mm-hmm. like that he's going to die, just kind of like creep over his face. And it's just very upsetting. It was. It was a very, very well, well acted scene for sure. There's a couple. I think there's a couple of standout acting pieces in this show. I'll I'll just go ahead and give one of them. I won't get into the. I'll mention it when we get to it too. But Ruby is one of them. Um, and then of course yeah. Jensen in this too. Um, but anyways, so of course Baby has a fucking tail light out, and they get pulled <laughs> over by the sheriff. 
which was hilarious. We were watching it at the house and Diana's like, why is the taillight out? I'm like, clearly it's probably like not on accident. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, we were drinking. Um, but, and so um, uh, the cop's like, oh, you got a taillight out and reads Dean's ID that he's carrying today. It's called him uh, Mr. Hagar. And I have said Sammy in front of it. So I was disappointed by his, his restaurant in, uh, anyways, uh, go on. Anyway, so, um, and then all of a sudden, Dean, you know, starts attacking the cop, like busts his door open, knocks the cop over, stabs him with the fucking demon blade. In the throat. In the throat. Like, it's like, like, brutal. Yeah. And the guy dies. The demon dies. It it was a demon in the, in the, they say cop in last spots. It was driving a sheriff's department car. And that's technically different. Uh, I thought he was a trooper. Anyways. Okay. Uh, I wasn't paying attention to him at all. So Bobby pulls up and is like, the fuck? And Dean's like, yeah, I could see his demon face. And so they all have to go hide the sheriff's car. But if he was hallucinating, and I wonder if this is what you're going to get, if he was having hallucinations that made things look evil, like where Sam looked kind of demonic, how did he know that this was actually a demon and not just a hallucination? Right. And so, and also, well, Bobby tells him that since he's almost hell's bitch, he can also see hell's other bitches. Mm-hmm. But maybe... I, I, I can only assume that it looks different than the hallucinations, right? Maybe right. it's not like shuddery to him. Yeah. Maybe like the face is gone. But if I had just seen my brother turn into like whatever things, I might have hesitated before I stabbed somebody in the throat. Yes. There's not a lot of hesitation at all. He's just like, bam. I'm like, oh shit. Like he just, he just went for it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So we cut back to a creepy little girl having uh, her birthday every day. Her birthday every day. Okay. So we paused this and we went around and we figured out all the things that were on the table. All right. So she had Twizzlers, cherry pie, gummy bears, Pete, Diana insists they were peanut M&Ms, uh, cupcakes with cherries, some meringues or ice cream or sherbet or marzipan. You could not figure that one out. Yeah. A cinnamon roll, some pieces of chocolate, something we think are those soft candy mints that grandparents used to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you used to get like the uh, like the really gross at the end, like at the end of a, a, a restaurant, like yes. everybody's hands were just like yes. licking their hands and shoving them in the mints. So yeah but nobody had COVID then just saying um all right and then sour gummy rings and brownies and chocolate chip cookies and the birthday cake so like not only is it her birthday every day but her birthday is way better than my birthdays have ever been yes and they're all gonna have blood sugar crashes um well, and they're also going to have diabetes. Like, well, you're not, <laughs> yeah. poor grandpa. Like, does she doesn't mean to kill him? She just <laughs> did. She just gave. Like, he needs to like watch the Riffle Brimley commercial and just. <sighs> yeah. So um, she's all excited, and then asks grandpa why he asked the neighbor for help. Ooh, so she knew. She knew. She knew. And I pieced together how she knew in a minute. But um, basically, mom and, and she's like, that's her parents. Like, did you guys know? And she's, they're like, no, no. They're terrible liars. So uh, she tells her grandfather that he doesn't love her and snaps his neck. What the fuck? Look at the wrist. And then she gets uh, cake and ice cream. And then she just wants ice cream. Oh, she said, no one screams. Screaming makes me mad. <laughs> and then she wants ice cream. Yeah, you know, because well, we all scream for ice cream. So what do you do? Like, I'm like, well, I don't but know. She just like, told them not to scream. Yeah, it's very confusing. Mixed messages. Very, tell Mixed me messages. what you want, Lil. Come on, Lil. Scream right. or don't scream. Anyways, 
So we see that um, Sam, Dean, and Bobby are watching from outside, and we realize we learn then that the neighbor that he tried to a- ask for help was a demon, also. Because suburbia is full of demons. That's what Liz's takeaway is. <laughs> they all run the PTA. And there's a reference here to a Colombian necktie. <laughs> Yeah, so the reference to the Colleen necktie is Dean is like, the little girl is Lilith. And they're like, what? And they're like, yeah, I can see. Like, they can just tell that she's got, I don't know how he knows what Lilith's face look like, but he know he recognizes yeah. she's, I guess she's also the only demon left in there. Um, and he's just like, you know, Sam will just waste Russian. And Dean says, you want to give her a Colombian necktie? And so I had to explain to Diana what a Colombian necktie is. Do you remember what I told you? Nope. <laughs> All right. So a Colombian necktie is when you slit somebody's throat and then you pull their tongue out oh, you through the gash, of, the gash in the throat. So <sighs> it hangs out, which leads a lot of like, I mean, because then you've got to like go in like through the esophagus. Like you, like, you basically have to make like, yeah, you've got to like make the head like not come all the way off. Right. So it's like a little like a, a lot head. of work. It seems like a lot of work, but I mean, it makes a statement. It does. Yeah. It definitely makes a statement. So we see mom crying, reading um, bedtime story for the 27th time. Because she, she's like, oh, just, this is what normal children time. ask for anyways. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. So Dean decides uh, they're going to go track down the mailman. They've got a plan. So Dean scares the mailman. Him and De- Sam are able to get him because he's a demon too. And they get his uniform. Bobby put, makes the sprinkler water holy water, which is fucking brilliant, by the way. It's very smart. Bobby is like a very that. smart dude. Yeah. And um, and uh, they they kill the neighbor that was spying on them from next door. And then he um, shows you know, up. Like, they're, but they're killing them with the knife. And I have a problem with the knife. Like, because how do you know that mailman wasn't going to live? Like, well, you're right. They're making they made some really distinct um, moral choices here where before they were very concerned about attempting to do an exorcism first to try to remove the demon from the from the the human body. And then and and but a lot of times the bodies weren't going to survive. I think they tried to kind of build up to the fact that they were going to be making this change. And I think it was in the last episode, there was a reference to how they're just like they're just riding these ride the bodies hard and they're just not yeah, gonna they're, just, they're, yeah. they're not none of them are going to survive now because of the way the demons are treating the bodies anymore fair fair okay but i i will go with that more it's still kind does of that make sense because it, it, no, it is it, it but that's that's kind of where i had to reconcile i'm like man they just you're right they just like total disregard for the potential human host of this the demon person at in this the point meat suit, right the, the original owner of the meat suit so. right so yeah but uh so ruby's there she's like uh it's too fucking late and then they look around and all of the neighbors are demons and they're all creeping up so they're trying to break into the house yep and dean sees ruby's real demon face and he is like oh you're one ugly broad and i'm kind of disappointed that they don't show us like any of what dean is seeing and i know that's probably a money thing because cgi is expensive and there is a very expensive cgi scene coming up at the end and also like i really want to know how much this episode costs uh so this like where they're filming at was a Mm -hmm. legit suburban neighborhood in Vancouver, okay. uh, they had basically they rented I, they rented out all of these houses from the owners, and then 
Yeah. Put all the owners up in hotels while they were filming this. So I and also like you got like sixteen houses to agree to let you like to let you live basically in a nice ass house. hotel. You and you <laughs> had to have paid them a shit ton of money because I would have been like, bitch. Right. As I say, like the last the last holdout. And you're like, what? What? How important what is this? You want to film here? How important this is to you? You. Know? I will be sitting in my front driveway every day. <laughs> um, one, one thought, and, and maybe this is reading too deep, but could, or maybe this is just a good workaround because you, like you said, that it was a budget issue, but could it have been intentional to not show us what Dean was seeing? Because that's how Bobby and Sam felt because they were not seeing what he was seeing and they wanted the audience to be in that position because they didn't want to imply that the audience was also hellbound like Dean was and on the brink of going to hell. Cause it's kind of depressing to make your audience feel like you're about to die and go to hell motherfuckers. Well, yeah, but they showed the hallucinations that he saw in Sam earlier. So, That's true. I don't know. I think it was money. That's just me. Um, I, right. I almost wish they hadn't done the Sam hallucination. Honestly, I don't think it added anything to this story other than the fact that we knew he had hallucinated. We knew he hallucinated and it was creepy. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I can see where you're coming from. All right. So but, we're going to go inside we go. and we're going to see the babysitter, grandma, whoever she is. And the flies are the just floor. there. Like, and they're not really moving. Ass. They're just kind of sticking on her. I was like, was there a fly wrangler? Like if no. they were alive, like, was there someone counting the flies to this one? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So they meet up with the family. Oh. Or they just meet up with dad. Dad. Yeah. Because grandpa dead, babysitter dead. And so they get dad and Dean has to knock him out so they can go. So they can try to go find the mom and the daughter. And uh, this is a very upsetting scene. But the long and the short of it is. Sam walks up and is about to stab this little girl laying with the mother. And the mother is literally saying, do it. She says it three times, getting louder and louder, saying, kill my fucking kid, is what she's saying, which is very, I mean, for her, because you kind of saw it and they didn't spend a ton of time on it, but you did see earlier in this, the mom, the dad, and the grandpa kind of having this conversation, like, well, it's not really her, but it's still our little girl, but it's not really her anymore. Like this whole battle that they were going through, Sam is about to fucking kill her. And right then, Dean walks in and says, it's not her and grabs her grabs his arm. Well, I mean, you think about tales of, and we've talked about it through these past three seasons, um, exorcisms of people where, you know, children and other people were killed because somebody wanted to get the demon out and yeah. thought that was what they had to do. And this is almost the retelling of that, right? It's just like, yeah. oh, we just don't know what to do. But thankfully, we don't have to watch a little girl get murdered. Thankfully, because yeah. that would have that would been upsetting. That would have been very upsetting. Like, why can't you exercise? I guess it's Lilith, right? But I'm just like, damn. Yeah, that's like, why. Sit still, yeah. Anyways, but it also shows how far Sam was willing to go to try to save Dean, which is, you know, this is also kind of upsetting. It's, that's, uh, does that make it good or okay? Yeah. But it's just, but it's, it's, just it's, well, it's it, very it, illustrative. It's very illustrative of how fucked up this family is <laughs> because, like. I mean, there's there's a limit of you know normal normal emotions. Like, yeah, I will do a lot to save my family. Killing Not a child. Killing a child. No, nah, nah, that's never going to be up there. Even if it's a demon child, still not. Nope. Not, not even a demon girl. child. Not even a demon child. Demon child and I would be friends. We'd, we'd play. We'd play Scrabble together. We'd be a dirty word Scrabble. It'd be fun. <laughs> um, all right. And so little girl is like, all right. So no, she's Sam very, is, she's very upset because she just woke up to a guy waving a knife over her head. Where she finds out what she did to her dog. <laughs> oh God. 
See, that's Should the thing too. Like, how do you un- how do you unfuck this family now? That's what I was thinking about. Because, like, honestly, so we're 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 done with this family now. And they're, um, little, it's not a little girl. We don't need them anymore. How does this family get unfucked? This little girl is a fucking murderer. Oh no, there's gonna be a lot of therapy, and like, does she go to jail? Like, do are there half the neighborhood is now stabbed? <laughs> What the fuck? This is crazy. Yeah. How do you explain this shit to the police? Actually, probably dad and mo- mom and dad are going to jail for being serial killers. Right. And you're gonna try and blame the little girl. I'm like, no, it was my demon child. And be like, no, fuck it was like this is our new Ken and Barbie murders of Vancouver or new new Harmony, Indiana. It's terrifying. Or, yeah. yeah. So we're gonna get a Sam and Ruby, blah, blah, blah again. Yeah, they Sam wants to do anything he can to save Dean. Ruby's like, it's still too fucking late. We needed time. And Dean's like, no, fuck this. You need to take care of my wheels and remember what dad and I taught you. Well, and he does. It's a very, it's, I think it's very sweet. And it is basically I'm, like, and they're basically crying. Dean's taking responsibility for his fuck up and just telling Sam, you know, you got to keep fighting and keep, you know, keep fighting is, you know, the, one of the biggest messages of supernatural. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's the reason why everybody loves the show so much. And Dean's just like, you got to keep fighting you gotta, and do the things that matter. Right. Like take care of my wheels. Like I taught you fight, you know, fight like dad taught you. Remember what I taught you and you're going to be okay. And yeah. so I think just from, you know, a, relationship standpoint if anybody's ever lost you know loved ones and that that's like that you get the best like at least you get to say these things to each other right but it's still so sad because you start hearing the bells chime yeah so it's time the time is up officially and they're both crying and ruby even says at this point you um I'm so sorry, Dean. I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy which is interesting because I think it's an important statement from her because it's um they've had so they've been not nice to each other basically ever yeah. so and then you hear the dogs barking so the fucking hellhounds in the house dean can see it but the others can't it seems I but they know to run. see it i know he's cute he's probably got little flames coming out of him he's probably mm-hmm. dripping acid out of his mouth he looks like he, a flaming kevin i think he would look like a flaming kevin and <laughs> probably do just as Diana's dog Kevin, like this weekend, decided that. Oh well, he, he always de- he always decides that he's my boyfriend, but he got really jealous this weekend. Possessive. And anytime, yeah. like a, any other dog would come near me, he would just come. Ba- he's ninety pounds of fluff and just be like, "Boop, yep, you can't have her. She's mine." Including the poor elderly dog. <laughs> poor Ash. Uh, Anyways, our our animals are our lives. All right, so yeah. we start seeing through the hellhound perspective which i think is a really cool. good i think it's it's a good it's a good turn right yeah and they um they try to secure a room i mean i don't know what their plan is but maybe just delay as much as possible but so ruby sam and dean are secured in a room and um ruby wants the knife back and this is the point where dean looks and tells sam that's not ruby and now we know that lil has taken over ruby's body so Lilith. All right, guys. It's time we're gonna talk about fucking Lilith. I'm way a long time to talk about her. It's time for some lore. Yeah, yeah. lore. Um, and I was waiting until she was grown up and pretty because I wanted to talk about her and not have you picturing a child. Because I can tell you some things if you think picturing a child, it ain't good. It's not gonna be good. Yeah. Uh, but all right, so 
what the part of the Lilith lore, and there's a lot of Lilith lore. Um, I'm going to focus mainly on the Jewish mythology of it just to keep this simple. And hell, I mean, maybe then we can start telling other stories, you know, if she'll be back probably. Um, what? So, well, she didn't die yet. Um, but there, I will say that there's a lot just before we go into the Jewish, there is a lot of plausible theories that the mythology, the Jewish mythology descended from the demons that were in Sumerian, Assyrian and Babylonian lore. Um, but I mean, as Lilith is also something that of, of late, we've seen a lot of revival of um, not only in, you know, pop culture so we had you know we had lilith on uh on true blood so that was and then she merged with bill and became billeth um so that was queen of vampires lilith uh that was very upsetting um yeah. and then of course we have the best lilith ever who was a lilith on sabrina uh um, and I'm spacing on the actress who played her name right now. We'll look it up later and point it. But she is my favorite fucking Lilith, and uh, she is an amazing actress. And on the show and in real life, just a fucking fashion icon. I love her. I love her. I love her. Anyways, so most of this, this I'm pulling from mythology.net. Um, however, um, I read I read a bunch of other things on it, and this just kind of had the best summary. And it was easier for me to mainly pull from one source because, like I said, it was a pretty good summary. All right. So the basic su- spoiler of the Lilla story is that she was the first woman created, not Eve, right? So, uh, Jewish God, Jehovah, he made Adam and a bunch of animals, right? And Adam, uh, who's a little man bitch. This is is also the other theme is Adam's a little man bitch, right? So, Adam was very upset that all the animals got to have mates. And while he tried fucking all of the animals, none of them felt just right. So, he was like, please, Jehovah, Mm. give me a mate. And God was like, fine. Um, So, he's like, well, since you've been made, we're made out of dust. Um, I'm going to make this woman from filth and sediment. And he made Lilith and she was beautiful. And Adam's like, why? Yeah, she is much hotter than that sheep I was fucking yesterday. And then they started boning and Adam was very happy until Lilith was like, what is this missionary shit? Let me be, let me be on top. We're both made from dirt and we are equal. I don't need to be riding underneath you. And Adam was like, no, I can't handle a strong woman. I'm a man here. You will obey me. I will make you have sex under me. AKA he tried to rape her because Adam was a dick, but Lilith being the strong ass bitch. She is she was like, hell no motherfucker. I'm going to go live my best life. So she just said, uh, said the unspeakable, which was the magic word Jehovah. And after she said that, she just flew away. Um, hmm. So Adam, aka little man bitch, whines to Jehovah. is like, I don't have my baby. I don't have a thing to fuck. I don't want to fuck sheep. I wanted to fuck Lilith. And God was like, fine. All right. I'm going to send uh, the angels, Sinoi, Sansanoi, and Samanjo uh, to go bring Lilith back. So they found her, but when they found her, she was partying in the Red Sea and she was begging a bunch of demons. Every day she gave birth to a Lilith demon baby, and that was known as the Lilith. Um, so they're like, hey, Lilith, you got to go back to Adam. And like, we're going to drown you. And she's like, fuck you. No way I'm going back to that goat fucker. And so she was like, look, remember God gave me these power over children. I have. So basically in this, because she was supposed to be taking care of kids, she had power over newborn boys until they were eight days old and over little girls until they were 20 days old. Why? I don't know why Jehovah's like the male more, whatever. 
So then they're like, oh no, she has something we want. So they're like, let's just let's ask her nicely. Let's start begging her. So they beg her, and she was like, no, 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 not gonna do it. But I'll tell you what. If you put an amulet around a baby's neck with your names on it, I'm not gonna hurt them. And they're like, uh, I guess that's okay. So they flew away back to Jehovah. And Jehovah was like, What? No, she's not listening to you. So he comes and he tries to bully her. And he was like, Look, on I'm gonna execute a hundred of your children every day. Cause she'd been begging a lot of demons over in the yeah. red seat. You had a lot of babies. Um, and that what but she was just like, No, you can't bully me. Fuck you. And so um and then he dickishly just like, fine. And he just started killing all her babies. So Lilith was a bit pissed and she was like, well, you know, like I could just, you know, go and fuck some more demons and make more babies. Instead, her and her concert Nama decided to go around killing human babies because they were the descendants of Adam and Eve. And she would strangle them if they did not have that angelic amulet on. And it, but also she couldn't find a baby to kill. She would just kill her own in a fit of rage. So not doing the best, not, you know, best reactions here, Lilith, but you know, so Jehovah, her, her is, motherly instincts were questionable. Yes, yeah, she she had not no very good motherly instincts. So Adam's still whining, and Jehovah's like, "Well, you shut the fuck up here. Like, I'll make you another woman. You can watch me make her." So he makes her, and even though she was beautiful, Adam's like, "Ew, I saw her get made. That's so gross. I don't want to fuck that." So Jehovah took her away, and that was actually the first Eve, and nobody knows what happened to her. Like she just disappears. So who knows? There's this random Whoa. first Eve running around somewhere. Okay. And then of course Adam starts whining again. And Jehovah is like, fine, you little man child. Here's another woman. Try not to fuck this one up. And so this is how we got the other Eve. Um, so Eve, we all know Eve about 2.0. Eve 2.0, who is like, I am so subservient to Adam. Oh, what's this snake with an apple thing? That apple looks really tasty. Like <laughs> apples it has are to, tasty. They are tasty, unless it's like a mushy apple. Like, Especially get some tahini on that motherfucker. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. And so um, there are some texts that say that the serpent in the garden was actually Lilith, which would make her then possibly Satan. Ah, Satan is a woman. Ah, so. Hmm. That's basically kind of it. There are some other creation versions of uh, creation stories within the Jewish mythology. One is that she was made of dust alongside another woman, Nama, who is also named as her consort later, and that Adam was borking both of them, and then but all those babies were demons that came out. And there's another story that Jehovah created one human with a man on the front and a woman on the back when they couldn't talk to each other because it's really hard to talk to someone that's behind you. So he split them up. And then again, but the whole, the whole scenario starts again because Adam just only wanted to do missionary. And Lilith was like, I just want to be cowgirl. Like, come on, just can, can we go sideways or something? Fuck you. Why do you always have to be on top? Which I was just like, man, Lilith, like you got to learn to be a little lazy man like this missionary just lie there you know um so um besides the baby killing uh lilith also apparently liked to go around at night finding men and she, like especially if they were single men or solo travelers and she would send them dirty dreams so they would touch themselves geez mm -hmm. i wonder who made that up no babe i swear lilith made me masturbate uh, um, and one theory is also that the semen the from the night emissions were used to make her demon babes 
Um, there also is a story that she and Nama like to suck the blood of their victims, which made many to believe to inspire the legend of the Lamia, which in turn inspired the vampires. Hence, Lilith is queen of the vampires, hence Billith. Right. And so if that was not enough to blame her for, they also blamed her for causing infertility in women just to add some extra grief for Adam and Eve's descendants. Um, so um, only, you know, other one other fun fact about Lilith, um, in addition to ambulance to keep her away, uh, there were also in Babylon, there were Jewish wizards in the 5th to 8th, 8th century CE that would make you a magical bowl to help protect you. And they made bowls for all sorts of things. And the National Library of Israel has some and they're really interesting and i just picture like jewish i also just like saying jewish wizards i don't know why it just sounds really funny oh. yep so that is the short and condensed version of lilith but uh obviously i think we will talk more about her in the future but what? Uh, lilith was a and I understand the the reason for the resurgence of popularity of Lilith. There's a lot of, especially neo pagan stuff. Uh, by the way, happy in bulk to all the pagans uh, that is today. Uh, and tomorrow was Groundhog Day. So happy, you know, happy Groundhog Day to all you Isn't it Isn't Lunar New Year also? It is also Lunar New Year. Happy Year of the Tiger. Uh, I can't. All the things. All the things. All the things. Yeah, but I mean, so. And I don't think that much of the mythology is being taken into the show, right? We're not really seeing right. that. We are seeing that she's a demon and a, a powerful, very powerful, demon. a powerful yeah. demon, but we're not really getting the backstory at this point. I think that Sabrina did a much better job with that backstory. Also, like Lucifer was hot as fuck in that. So I, yeah, even with his like stumpy goat leg, yeah, with her, I sort of, yeah. Anyhow, well. I, he was Whoa. hot, man. All right. Anyhow, so that's a supernatural. So you're talking about um, Madam Satan on Sabrina, right? Yeah. And, oh gosh, it is uh, Mich actress Michelle Gomez. Michelle Gomez. Mm -hmm. And they also did have a Lilith um, arc in, in Lucifer. It was a very, very short one, but, uh, but they did have one tied I'm to Mazikeen. I'm trying to remember it. Tied to Mazikeen backstory. Okay. So, just, oh, I love Mazzy. So, but it was just to feed, feed you Maybe. know, to to bolster your 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 point that there is a bunch of it in current pop culture right now. So. Yeah, I mean, just really that resurgence, you know, and they're not really. I mean, everyone's kind of like they dive into the background her of the show, but she is generally being shown as a very strong female character, even okay, if and a very and a very a very sexual and strong female character. Yeah. But. Yeah. And, and of course, my whole thing is, you know, this was just the patriarchy really trying to show that. And I'm also just like, this sounds like, I think it's really funny that in most of like the patriarchal mythologies like this, you know, there's a lot of it was to explain women, like what their place was supposed to be. Yeah. And so they're supposed to be going Eve as a woman. You're supposed to be like, and I'm like, no, nah, I want to be like Lilith. Lilith's a badass. Like you want to go, you, you want to go party in the Red Sea and bang a bunch of demons. Yes. That sounds way more fun than sitting around a garden with fucking whiny ass goat fucking Adam. Like that's fair. Fair. Yeah. Which is also why, you know, Eve got really sick of him in the Lucifer series too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so Lilith has sent Ruby far, far away. Far because away she was a bad girl. Very bad girl. And this is where I was going to say, I was talking about, um, Oh my God. And now, now my turn. I blanked on the actress playing um, Ruby. Man, her body 
language at this point is really, really well acted because um, it's, you can tell it's always important. I think when something, when you're doing a show like this or have characters like this, where you can tell a difference, Katie Cassidy. Thank you. Um, Uh, Yeah. Uh, You can tell that it's a different quote unquote character even in, in the, that the person's playing, you know what I mean? It was, it was, I was impressed. I, I really liked the way she embodied it. Yeah, she is also going to be at Alamo HeroCon in three weeks in Austin. And for $80, I can get my picture taken with her and baby. Ooh, It may be worth it. I don't know. Uh, We'll see. Interesting. Yeah. So but I was really impressed with that. And then she like totally kisses Sam against his And it was really gross. It was really gross. Like, I think, I mean, I know it's because she was just a little girl or it just creeped me out. It was, it was a bad kiss. It was a bad kiss. Ew. And Blech. so, but Sam's trying to take advantage of it and like negotiate for Dean with this. And he's like, she's like, uh, if we're going to negotiate. You have to have something I want and you don't. So, so Dean asks like, Hey, um, your plan, what is then send me to hell, kill Sam and become queen bitch. And her response is, I don't have to answer to puppy chow. So this, she a bad bitch. She a bad bitch. And then she says, sick of boy. And then the door opens so much fucking blood in a hilarious amount of blood there are like some obvious like little straws that like you can see like where the straw was like it's shooting a, out of it's like a fucking super squirter coming out of his chest that was pretty fun blood squirting like i feel like in some ways i wonder if it was intentional to break up how like upsetting and traumatic this was gonna be but like Good God, it was absurd. Or if it was just like, how much blood can we make come out of him? All the blood. And so he's got big three giant, like, or like, not three, but like a big claw mark across his chest. And Dean's just bleeding the fuck out. It's blood squirting everywhere. Dean bleeding out. Sam's pinned to the wall with crazy demon power. The demon fling got him against the wall. And Sam yells, no. And Lilith slash Lilith inside Ruby goes, yes. And then she shoots white light from her hand. That's what happens. I was like, okay. And she shoots white light from her eye, from her hand. So the white light that she's shooting at Sam though, right? Cause it's not working. It's well, what yeah. Cause that's what she used. Cause I, well, I would, was wondering about that too. I was like, what was supposed to happen here? Like, oh, she's okay. Your room got real bright. Thanks. Um, but I think she was trying to do to Sam and the household, the same thing that she had done in the police office, she, yeah, which killed everybody in that place and like incinerated yeah. it. But the building didn't collapse Sam. and nothing happened to Sam. So that's weird. And when and that's and that and I kind of missed that at first. So I was kind of like, okay. So we see that she like like the white light goes away and she tells Sam to back up, but nothing happens. He's like not pinned to the wall anymore, and he's walking towards her and um He's just about to stab her with the knife. And then she cock smokes out. Cock smokes out. And poor, and the body falls to the ground. And I'm going to assume that this body's dead because I feel like Ruby's probably been real hard on it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fun. And Dean looks real dead. So Ruby dead. And more importantly, Dean dead on the floor. And Sam is crying. And it's very sad. And we zoom into Dean's eye holes. I say owls, sorry. We zoom into his eyes. I don't know. I mean, like zoom into his eyes. And we it's like supposed to look like a like a web neuron kind of thing going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna see 
Dean chained to a web of chains uh, with hooks through his body, and he's screaming. Sam. Big ass meat hooks look very painful. Ass, not like ass. not like cool. I'm gonna go do some like weird suspension shit. Like no giant fucking like evil meat hooks yep. in him. Yeah. So I mean, according to Ken, um, you know, so basically he said, you know, we just hung Jensen in a harness. This is from the Supernatural Companion. Uh, we just hung Jensen in a harness and we had a prosthetic meat hook in his shoulder and one in his stomach and the rest were CGI. We had him spread out and hung out with some chains that led away from his body and the rest was all just artwork. And this was apparently was a real big pain in the ass to shoot. It was a big pain in the ass to CGI. It took, te- they only had 10 days to shoot it. So this one, like 30, like what was it, like 30 seconds it was yeah. like 10 days Super of short. shooting Good Lord. Uh, i was it what jensen's had to say about this and he said out of the 60 episodes that we've shot that was the most physical pain i've been in for one shot i showed up at five in the morning to start a four hour prosthetic application with the hooks in my Ooh. side neck wrists and ankles they bring me on set and they've got five wires wired up so they can hook into my wrists and ankles then i put a belt on cinched it really tight and they piped me right in the back of the belt i had five guys pulling me up and just basically quartering me i was probably about 13 14 feet in the air just hanging there most of the weight was most of the weight was on my belt the harness slipped past my jeans belt and the metal buckle dug into my hip so i had all 190 pounds of myself basically resting on this buckle that was pinching into my hip and i had to hold it there for five minutes which is a really, really long time when you're suspended on one wire. And he said, you know, after they yelled cut and they were lowering me, I had tears rolling down my face, partially because of the scene, but more because of the pain. It sucked, but it turned out to be a pretty cool shot. And they did three or four takes of that before they found what they liked. And wild. As somebody who has had all her body weight put onto one like giant steel hoop and had to hang there for a bit, like I can't imagine doing five minutes having that dig into my hip. Like yeah, after like hurts. 10 seconds, I'm like, ah, oh, let me out, let me out. And I can't, I can't even fucking imagine this. So, yeah. Um, but it is an epic way to end, end the season. season. Oh my God. Yeah. And I think, you know, they do, and they, they talk about it, the companion, like all you know, the directors and the writers, and we talk about this too, like just how the, with this season, they did a very good job of, we've wrapped up our loose ends for the most part, yeah. but we're also ready for season four. You know, it's not a, it's a cliffhanger, but it's not like one of those things where like, what the fuck happened? Like, you Damn. know, it's, oh, we know Sam, Sam, Sam said Dean did. That's pretty much where we're leaving off. Yeah. And there's just obviously, you know, we wrapped up the Bella story. Yeah. Um, We've wrapped up Ruby for now. Boo. You know, we don't know where she's going, but we know she's not there anymore. Uh, we have an idea. We know that Lilith is going to be involved. So, ew. Lil. Good old Lil. Lil. That's like color now, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for the next season. So, what did you think of the season overall? Do you have like a favorite episode or anything? I don't, I'm not good at favorites. That stresses me out. So I'm not more of that. Um, I would say I, I did enjoy the season. I am certain that our beloved brothers will find something else to at some point, assuming they are able to be reunited in, in the future to nitpick and argue with each other about. But I'm somewhat relieved that this arc, that this story, this specific story has kind of concluded. Um, not because I didn't think it was interesting and I didn't think it was expressive of their relationship, 
but because it was, I was trying to listen to them argue about it by the end of it. Yeah. But I mean, but I also like, I think they, you know, I think it really solidified Bobby's relationship with them. I think that they're, you know, the development of Dean's character that he was forced to develop in this was really good. Um, really kind of facing his own fears. I think that was important because he did not have that mentality at all before. Yeah. I think, I think there was a, I think there was a lot of growth for Dean. I don't know if there was a lot of growth for Sam so much in this season. Well, maybe a little bit. They alluded to at the end of this episode uh, or in this episode, mostly he'd been really, really like, just kind of totally avoiding, ignoring the fact that he'd had any kind of powers at all. And this is the first time that they're kind of like, he's actually considering accepting him. And Ruby fucking this in this episode, she calls him out. She's like, what? You're so scared of being different. Basically. Like she doesn't use those words, but she's like, you just don't want to be different. different. You know, your brother looks at you, but, you, you don't like to be this. a freak. Yeah. yeah. But you have this power. And he was willing at the end of the episode when he was desperate, finally, he was willing to try to use that. So maybe we'll see him embrace that um, aspect, but which would be like, hey, you know, if you've got something that can be used for good, maybe you should try to use it if you can. I don't know. Um, yeah, I also are, think it's weird that we just didn't mention that the entire yeah. season, right? Yeah. Like, well, I guess the beginning of the season, he's like, no, they're gone. Right. Yes. And that's about yeah. it. I think the other um, thing I would point out, just comment on the season. I think I saw really a lot of really great um, single episode actors and people that recognized from other things, and that was super fun. And I hope that's something that continues on too in the future seasons. I hope so. I'm going to start bringing in shitty actors, you know. But. Well, not shitty, but you know what I mean. But like, <laughs> yeah, there's no, plenty the of um, there's, there's the a million unknown really actors good. that there's a million unknown actors that are amazing. But seeing like, hey, I love that person on this, or that's just kind of fun. Absolutely. So yeah. Cool. Well, we I we are very excited to bring you season four. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I think we said at the beginning uh, we're going to take next week off just to give us a little break and then give you guys a little break and give you time to catch up. I know, like mm-hmm. so you're like I'm so far behind. Like yeah, go catch up on your episodes, bitches. Um, so we'll give you we'll give you a week. You can do that in a week, right? Right. Sure. And you can and you can catch up on ours and listen to whatever. I hear there's another podcast somewhere doing a rewatch whatever if you want to mm-hmm. listen to that you can yeah. Yeah. yeah all right i think i think that's gonna be it unless you have anything else that's all i got all right well cheers jerk cheers bitch thanks for listening to this week's episode of devil's trap podcast be sure to follow us on instagram devil's trap podcast twitter devil's trap pod or you can email us devil's trap at devil's trap Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share it with all your friends. We're available at all your major podcast listening devices, or you can always find us at devilstrappodcast.com. Thanks! Devil's Trap Podcast is a Don't Be a Dick production. Meow! Intro music, arrangement and performance by Dave Cox. Piano arrangement and performance by Bobby Roscoe. Meow! Meow!